0: when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone, for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-10. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hi, Janet. Hi, Joe. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, I am home, uh, stuck in the terrible weather of Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to our conversation I've got my very official audio setup that I'm psyched it sounds about. sounds great. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. After Brandy all Canty these...
0: Brinny Canty uses that same mic. He does? Well, yeah. it's the drummer mic. That's right.
1: I just tagged it as the drummer <laughs> mic. <laughs>
0: so besides the weather, which it's, it's the same thing up here in Seattle, how's Portland feeling? How's, it, how's the VAX numbers um, feeling?
1: Vax numbers are pretty good. Numbers are... COVID numbers are high. And... But Vax numbers are good. It's a... At least in Portland, I feel like it's a very conscientious group. Outside, you know, you go 15 minutes outside of Portland, it's a completely different story. But I don't know. Portland is feeling slightly apocalyptic these days. (laughs) And uh, we still haven't quite recovered from the summer of... 2020, I think the protests and the houseless problem that we have here that it just doesn't seem like it's being dealt with at all. Um, So it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a city in transition, I guess I would say, which probably a lot of cities are, but yeah, um, it's kind of like, I feel like it was, our our time was coming to kind of deal with these bigger city issues,
0: right? Yeah, Seattle is the same. You know, downtown, it's I wouldn't say it's a ghost town, but it feels like one.
1: Yeah, here too. I mean, downtown is just boarded up. And, you know, the Pearl District, which is the fancy, bougie shopping district, seems to be doing fine. Oh, it is? Uh, Yeah. But the downtown is really struggling. And, I don't know, lots of things closing. And it just has kind of a dark vibe right now. Yeah.
0: Well, this might be the last, it might be the last phase of...
1: I hope so. I think we're all tired of canceling... Viruses. Things. Yeah. Shows, tours, parties.
0: Yeah. How have you been um, occupying yourself as of late?
1: Well, I haven't been working. I took a couple months off by choice to make the quasi record to like practice and Mm -hmm. uh, record... Which we did last fall, September and October, and that was awesome. And then no other jobs <laughs> kind of came around. So, you know, not by choice. I haven't been working um, since then, except maybe one little job. But I know what uh, your job
0: I, is, but can you? T- oh, my tell job us is
1: uh, my day job is I'm a location manager for TV shows and movies and i did a movie uh, the the new kelly reichart movie i did in the beginning of last year uh, which was incredibly challenging and uh, rewarding but stressful as most good things are Uh, but i was really ready to like try to play more music and so that's kind of what i've been doing just playing with sam playing with slang and quasi and uh we had a this show planned for New Year's Eve, that did get canceled, but uh it's called Battle of the Decades, and it's four, basically four cover bands, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, which this yeah. is our fourth one that we were trying to do. So that, I'm in two of those bands, I'm in 50s and 60s, and it, yeah. so it actually does take up kind of a lot of time. Uh It was a great diversion to be able to focus on that and mm-hmm. have practices with friends and it was really fun even just the practices were super fun uh, but we're gonna reschedule it once we can yeah it won't be on new year's but 80s will be happy because they won't have to play at twelve thirty.
0: oh <laughs> That's 80s the tr- <laughs> um
1: the prima donnas of the night <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they're great
0: um god i can guess who that is <laughs> Well Sarah, you know,
1: Sarah Lund, our mutual great friend and fellow Northwest drummer. Yeah. Uh she heads the seventies. She okay. She so the band leaders are all drummers. Yes. By my choice. I set it up that way. Well, isn't
0: that that how universal anyways? I mean, whether it's spoken or unspoken.
1: Yes. The the drummer drives. So I decided that the drummer should be the band leaders. And, um, yeah, Sarah started out doing sixties, which was amazing. And then she decided she wanted to do seventies. So I swapped her. Oh, I see. I'll do any of them except eighties. I probably wouldn't be so good at everybody gets so into it. (laughs) I don't know if that's like, we should be embarrassed by it or we should be proud, but we really we just go all in costumes and wigs and we just talk about it endlessly in email threads that are like 150 emails long about which songs we're going to do. It's really fun.
0: I think, and I'll invest, y'all open a bar called Kick Snare Hat and just keep this going. <laughs> Once yeah. a week, a different decade. Really? Eh, you know, or maybe.
1: We, we love it. They keep trying to to get 90s in there, and I I veto it. <laughs> it's 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 my baby so I have ultimate veto power. So I'm like no, 90s is too contemporary to all of us that play in the bands and I'm sure someone would think it's funny to do like one of the other band members sure. actual bands which just doesn't seem that funny to me. Yeah. Anyway, it's supposed to be a party and it just was not the right time for a party, but I hope that soon it will be.
0: I think it will be. You'll start thinking about it in February.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Maybe Valentine's Day. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's a good idea. Yeah. So you said that you and Sam are recorded the record. How'd you guys do it? Where'd you do it?
1: The idea that we had was to practice every day like we were on tour. Because mm-hmm. everybody knows, especially the drummers, we all know that we're never in as good a shape as when we're on tour. Yeah. So we just kind of practiced at least an hour, hour and a half a day, you know, not long practices, but consistent everyday practices, practicing new songs. And then the idea was that we would track them live and at least get them to the point where they worked without a lot of overdubs, like just, you know, kind of focus on what we sort of are good at after all these years, which is our chemistry, I think, and like our ability to play together. Uh, So instead of making like a computer record where we're chopping things up and adding things and, you know, we just played it live. So we went to Seattle and we went to Robert Lang studio. Oh my gosh. With John Goodmanson, who was incredible and such a great match for us. Um, and we tracked it in six days, 12 songs.
0: What do you think of Bob Lang, or Robert Lang, rather? It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: What a crazy place. Like a studio built into the hill with just like big, you know, they try to make it look like a living room, I guess. Yeah. But there's all kinds of hidden rooms and I know, pathways like an and hallways. Yeah, it is like it's an like, Esher Because painting. you
0: go up the stairs into like... I, well, it may have changed, but you go up the stairs and do a lounge and it's like you turn around and this is, I think it's finished now. It felt like you turned around and looked where you just walked from and you opened a door and it was a big orchestra pit.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, what the fuck? And it's like under construction, I think. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. But we mostly stayed, you know, it's like COVID era. We mostly just stayed downstairs and hunkered down with John, just the three of us, which made Mm it doable, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we got a little Airbnb right in that neighborhood, which is just a weird part of town that, and we got this great place and had a place to make our coffee and make dinner. It was really a great experience. And then we came home after tracking and then John mixed it at his house. So we just mixed remotely. So we didn't have to go. Are we oh, actually we went back up and went to a different studio to do overdubs. So we went oh. to El- Electro Kitty.
0: When was the last? I mean, I I probably am out of touch, but when was the last time you didn't make the
1: record yourselves? I guess uh, American Gong we made at Jackpot. That was more guitar, and Joanna was in the band, so we had a bass. And right. um, and then we made Mole City at home, which was like the double record. Yeah. Very much a basement home record. And then this one is all keyboard songs. Oh, it is? Yeah. Sam does play some guitar over it, but it's all keyboard. I'm really happy with how it turned out.
0: That's great. Um, When's it coming out? When are we going to hear it?
1: At this point, with all the backups, slowdowns, log jams, I think it's going to come out early next year. Hopefully January, February. That's my hope.
0: One year from now-ish.
1: Yeah, which seems like a long time, but it just takes a while Like, get it all organized, and like vinyl is taking so long... Yeah, um, I know. ...that we just don't want to do a release without vinyl. If we have to, we will, but we'd rather not. So we're trying to... I don't know. We've got some other stuff cooking for this year that I can't really say it's a secret right now. Whoa. But... Uh, yeah, d- let's say that if possible, I'll be playing a lot more drums this year than I did last year, which cool. would be which Great. would be which would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, um, so in this involuntary downtime that most of us touring musicians have had, I, I would say half the people I talk to have experienced some solace you know they've said i've had time to reflect and relax about it and then the other half said i just worry about it every day and hope that touring or playing shows is right around the corner um what about you
1: well you know i got in that car accident you know a couple years ago so and that took more time to recover from than i thought it was going to So I think I already had a lot of reflection time during my recovery and like having to talk myself off the ledge of like, oh, I can't play right now. I can't work right now. I'm stuck in a bed for months. I can't exercise. I can't walk my dog. Like I just kind of had enough of that (laughs) during, you know, during the recovery and also like until it's been two years now and my body is finally starting to feel better and feel more normal so i'm kind of ready to go yeah (laughs) i'm not ready to sit back and reflect so i'm just trying to (laughs) find other ways to kind of to to go um whether that's just planning things and then having to cancel them or whether that's, you know, you know, the New Year's show, which required like a lot of organizing and practicing and, you know, or like get, having a new eating regimen or whatever. Like I'm just I am more of a doer naturally, Yeah. but I'm finding myself needing more like uh, to kind of put my motivation into practice, which uh, feels feels good. And I'm finding, you know, some small ways of doing that. Um, including, I guess I could say that I'm, I'm joining a new band. I guess It's not a new band, but I'm joining another oh, band. All right. So there's a lot of learning of the songs to be done, which for me is a great thing to focus on.
0: It's not Tool, is it?
1: No, I'm not okay. joining Tool.
0: That was my one question <laughs> once you said that. Would you
1: be mad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of reasons. I can say all the bands that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> just ask away.
0: <laughs> Didn't I send you a video of me doing the longest drum fill ever on Danny Carey's drum set?
1: I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I does, must have just told that, you about that it. Doesn't, that doesn't doesn't ring a bell. What <laughs> is this long fill? Drums like? on it. How long is this fill? Well, what, do you, it's what 18,
0: do you. 18 toms.
1: What do you consider long?
0: Using all 18 toms, uh, I'd say.
1: That sounds just about right to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I
0: said that recently in an interview. <laughs> you make Phil's fun.
1: I love Phil's.
0: I know you do.
1: I love Phil's, and not everybody does. Even I, I watched the Ringo Starr Masterclass. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he even talks about like, oh, you don't want to play over the singer. I'm like, oh, Ringo, come on. I mean, you were in the Beatles, but (laughs) every now and then, don't you want to just put a fill right over the vocal just for fun? (laughs) Let them figure out how to make their voice heard. That's right. (laughs) I don't do that intentionally, but I just, I hear, I hear them. I hear them.
0: I know. A lot. You bring it. You bring the spirit. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Unlike anyone else. That's a a real statement.
1: uh, I mean, I don't, I'm just not like a technical player, which I confront constantly. Uh, Ringo did say another very, very enlightening thing where he's, you know, he just says, I can't do all the things, you know, so I just do my own thing and make it sound good for the song. Yeah which i love because i think all of us have inadequacy issue all drummers yeah. feel like we're not good enough i just watched the rush documentary and even he oh, i know is like talking That's strange isn't it he's talking about like tom sawyer and how hard it is to play and he just <laughs> barely ever played it right and he was so proud of himself when he did it's like i
0: know i remember it's, that it's
1: just all of us we all have it
0: did you watch i'm assuming you watched the beatles documentary yes did you watch it with other non-drummers or talk to other non-drummers extensively about Um, it
1: i would say yes
0: um
1: why do you think drummers have a different like we really wanted to hear when the beat of get back changes from like that for you know that like straight beat to the thing he ended up playing on the record yeah That's I was waiting the entire like two weeks or however long that thing was (laughs) (laughs) was waiting for that moment. And then it's kind of like that Stones documentary. Same thing where you're waiting for Sympathy for the Devil. Like when when they finally decide to not have a drum kit. Yeah. And just have percussion. But it's like they cut and then all of a sudden they're playing percussion.
0: Yeah, You're like, you're right. what was it, the
1: conversation? It's
0: like f- emotional floodgates open. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah. And what I was saying is I've been talking and a lot about it with my band members and stuff and other people, non-drummers. And I'll, there's something about it where people have this weird patronizing view on Ringo and it's driving me nuts.
1: Well, they're idiots.
0: I know. And they're like, oh, look at his face. Look, It's like. Fucking He's
1: keeping up. it together. I know. He's keeping it together. I, I mean, know. that could not have been an easy situation. No. And you can't have everyone. Everyone cannot be a peacock, you know? Too That's many peacocks. is right. just not, the zoo is not that fun.
0: Yes. And, you know, people are like, well, he just sits on the side of those drums. It's like, have you ever sat on a drum set while a fucking band's trying to
1: work going a park? <laughs>
0: I mean, I've done it for six hours. It starts hurting your back. you got to move around. Your,
1: your butt hurts and your back hurts. <laughs> I mean,
2: you it's like, just, it,
1: proof's in the pudding. You know, anybody yeah, who wants to true. talk shit about Ringo, proof is in the pudding.
0: Yes. Yes. So.
1: But I did. I, I loved it. I It was Me too. squirmy sometimes. But very cool to see that. I I'd watched more.
0: Okay, I want, I will, it's hard for me to not let this go, but I think that part of the magic of that film to make you feel like you're in the room is that it is zoomed in almost to a point where it was probably weird and pixelated, and then they brought it back. Like, they basically brought it as close as they could.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure that was a a decision, because he's trying to make you feel like you're there. It's so...
0: Close. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. What a what a special thing. Can we call non drummers NDS from now on? Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. We sure can. <laughs> um.
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm just alienating. I'm alienating <laughs> all of my bandmates, and I'm sorry.
0: Um. So, you may be playing some quasi shows this year. Probably not anytime soon. I'm yes. Assuming quasi
1: shows. Plus,
0: plus, plus this, this new band, which is not Tool. Um, yes. Well, in the meantime, I want people to hear this quasi song that you sent me. It's actually a cover, but it's so rad. It's by the three D's.
1: New Zealand band.
0: Yeah. On flying Nun, Right. Correct. Um, well, I want to play this and then uh, I want to hear about it. Okay. Here it goes. a cool song
1: yeah it's i mean i rarely sing lead vocal
0: that's a special special part about it
1: but it was so suitable and sam kind of pushed me which was nice i can't even remember why we did that cover maybe it was a flying nun cover compilation but i think very few people have probably heard that we recorded it in the basement as you might be able to tell and it's cool it's got sam's aggressive keyboard sound. Yeah. Um but yeah, just a beautiful song.
0: Have you played it live?
1: No. I forgot that we even did it until I was I like got out an old hard drive and I was like, "Oh yeah."
0: Yeah, you guys got to play that live, that'd be rad.
1: We should. That's a good idea.
0: And the song is they didn't have keyboards, did they? The song's kind of I think I the original is so. mostly guitar. And, it's a lot of a lot vocals. of
1: jangles yeah. happening in the that <laughs> that uh scene that you know Malcolmus is very was really into that, I think when he started pavement, yeah, hes kind of an ambassador for the for that for that new zealand clan
0: um all right, I've never done this before, but I know one thing about you, and I know one thing about me, well, I know a bunch about both of us, but one thing <laughs> is um. <laughs> one thing that a lot of people might not know is that we're into cars
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes we are we are into cars i mean it's really great to have a car friend yeah who uh you know because most people don't care about cars and that's fine that's fine but it's nice to have a car friend that like you see the car parked that's like blowing your mind and you can just text it to someone and yeah. Say like, look at this car.
2: <laughs>
0: like that Dodge Colt Vista. It's in, <laughs> no, that's, that's unbelievable.
1: incredible. But also like, I'm not just into like classic cars. Yeah. But I did spend a little bit of time thinking about what is my favorite car, my favorite all-time car. And it's definitely 100% sure it's a 97 Volvo 850 R wagon. And that's it, in black, with black interior. Like, that's my favorite car. Were you with me when we went and looked at one for sale from those Russian guys? At a McDonald's parking lot in
0: Vancouver. No, I wasn't there. I barely remember. No, I remember. And And we were driving it, and I was like, why is this so cheap?
1: And then they had us meet them at the McDonald's parking lot. Like, you can't meet an actual house. (laughs) And then we're driving the car. It's incredible. And then... I get home and I, like, message them or something or email them and said, like, hey, can you send me the VIN number? Like, I wanted to check the car fax. And he said, no, I can't send you the VIN number. You know, that's a known, like, racket. And so I had to not buy that car. That was half the price of what it should. Have. It was probably, like, eight cars pieced together.
0: Yeah, I think you found out that it had been totaled in <laughs> yeah. Northern California.
1: It was not one car, basically.
0: Yeah. It was like a dream come true, though.
1: That is the dream car. Yeah. And I've always had a car with a hatchback. I've never had a sedan, although my second favorite car is a sedan. What is that? That is the 1983 BMW 528i. 528? Manual transmission.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That is a great car, too.
0: Yeah. All the five you know, series wagons are wonderful, especially yeah. the and, older ones.
1: And like you know, just it doesn't have to be the super f- most fancy bougie car of all time. I just love wagons. I'm a drummer, as you know, and I love wagons. And you got to have a place to put the drums. But even as a youngster, my first few cars, hatchbacks. Like I, even though I wasn't a the drummer then, mm-hmm. but pre pre drummer days, I was still into hatchbacks.
0: Yeah, I veered into minivan land for a little bit, which I think stemmed from having great experiences touring in minivans.
1: Yeah. The minivan is so useful. It's huge inside.
0: It's, it's huge. It's fun. Like if
1: you have a dog, Like it's just huge. It is really fun. Yeah, I think Wild Flag toured in the band, toured in a Toyota Sienna, and it was incredible. I don't do well on the bus because I can't sleep when it's moving. Mm-hmm. So... I know a lot of people just hate the van tours, but to me it's it suits me better.
0: What about a sprinter? Or a Same sprinter, thing.
1: but I get, I get a little car sick in the sprinter. You know. But if it has the like the seat where you get your own seat, captain's chairs. Yeah. Then I'm down. If I got cool. my own if I got my own seat, I'm pretty happy. But I do like to drive a lot.
0: Yeah, I love driving too and I do miss it from time to time, but I think If I tour a ton in a year, I prefer the bus.
1: Yeah. Well, you do serious, you do serious touring. But like, you know, at the quasi level, we don't really have like a crew, you know. Right. So we just, we have more freedom in a van where we can go get coffee and go to the museum if we feel like it. Or, you know, stop when we want to stop.
0: Okay. A little more on the car thing, because I think second to drums, I think a car is maybe... The thing that we have most in common,
2: maybe
0: um, dogs. So I'm going to combine the two. Oh, dogs!
1: <laughs> we could, we right, could let's add a, pretend we could add a dog.
0: Let's pretend there's a dog in the in this question. It's a, it's a rip off from comedians and cars getting coffee. If you could drive around and get coffee with any drummer, living or dead, in any car you want, you're driving, of course. I mean, you don't have to be, but I assume you'd want to be, considering this is could be a 850 R wagon um, what drummer what car
1: okay so the thing about that show <laughs> which I've watched a lot of yeah, is that the car is supposed to reflect on the guest yeah like the you know he Jerry Seinfeld picks the car to go with something about the guest and sometimes it's a l- obscure and you're like why, yeah. did he, why did he pick that car he just wanted to drive that car obviously that's
0: very true um, you see right through it, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I did send you the article I saw on the Jaguar oh, E yes. types that Incredible. are being converted to electric. Oh my God! Is this and it's like heaven? it's like the most the per- most perfect year of the E type. It's like that. The E type that- is that Jaguar that has like a bubble butt yeah um so just for the people that don't know what the Jaguar e type, which is probably like ninety nine percent of the people listening to this um good for you for not knowing um yeah, so they take this like classic incredibly pristine, gorgeous car um so i I'm sort of obsessed with the idea of these old cars being converted to electric. I can't I,
0: wait till that's a like a widespread thing, why wouldn't it be?
1: I did hear they were doing it to a VW bus as well. They were yeah, gonna make it. it electric, which is cool. Yeah. But anyway, I think that car so
0: electric or, or gas? This is just for a day, so
1: Yeah, well I mean I just I wanna I wanna be in this thing. I wanna drive All right. it. Um, but you know who had an E type? What drummer? I mean, he's, uh, I he mean, is he is dead now, so it might not be the most interesting conversation. Did he but... drive
0: it into a pool?
1: <laughs> nope, not that drummer.
0: Oh, my gosh. John um, Bonham
1: had a oh Jaguar E-Type. Yep. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: So I guess if I'm going to go get coffee with John Bonham, I would, you know, take him in the refurbished electric E-Type so that he can check it out and I can check it out, and uh you know we can talk about when he played drums with his jukebox in the basement and yeah it'd be very cool
0: would you drink coffee at the place and then get some to go and then drive more with the coffee
1: i would just take the long way to get there oh uh, okay no i think we'd do it traditional you know like the show we drive i mean we could drive to seattle for coffee
0: oh there, hey there you how go. about that
1: That's good thinking. Except that now I 5 is flooded and closed. (laughs) So So you get stuck with John Bonham without coffee. In an electric electric
0: car. car. (laughs) What a funny scenario. We'd be
1: dying for coffee. (laughs) We would both be so cranky (laughs) (laughs) without our coffee. Oh, man.
0: Well, I thought about it. Again, um, I've never asked anyone this question, but I love drums, cars, and that show. And I thought the most fun. Would be a 72 Datsun 510 wagon <laughs> converted to electric or gas. I think gas, preferably manual, but if not, that's fine. With, this is going to sound cliche, but I think it'd be really fun, Dave Grohl. Because <laughs> it would be goofy. And I'd probably go to like a thousand coffee shops and spend all day parking, getting out. And he's really into in coffee, coffee, right? Oh, yeah. Just being a goofball.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as drummers go, he's pretty fun. He he's likes up, coffee he's, too. He's up there on the fun. Didn't wasn't there some video of him drinking tons of coffee and just freaking it's out?
2: Like, it's really fun. <laughs> that is
1: pretty funny. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. and it, it is pretty funny. Yeah,
0: I think uh, I, uh, apparently he has to cut. He had to cut down. I think it became a problem, but well, <laughs> it's really funny. I'm
1: sure, he could have one day where he drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> your in your, my five ten <laughs>
0: driving around the northwest. <laughs> I could show him Seattle.
1: <laughs> hey Dave,
0: check this out. Take took, took me a second. All these great I memories. Like, I was like, wait a minute,
1: isn't he from Seattle? <laughs> not, not too quick today.
0: Um. All right. Well, well thanks for
1: debuting your new show. On yeah, May, man, new... this is
0: great. Get Jerry I, behind it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, everyone wants to see drummers talking <laughs>
0: <laughs> in cars. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a niche. It's a niche show.
0: <laughs> uh, we couldn't get any of the cars you wanted. How about <laughs> just your car? All right, that's fine.
1: Your minivan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, have you had any tunes that you can't stop listening to? You've got anything musically new in your life? I mean, the music doesn't have to be new, but anything you can't get off your turntable?
1: I out of your tape am deck. Really into Kate Lebon who I just think is, you know, when you hear music and you wish that you had made it. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Kate LeVon. It's not music that I probably would think of making. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I love it even more. And it's just, it's just so cool. It's so ultra, ultra cool. she's so talented and smart. And she thinks of these great guitar parts. And her drummer is my favorite living drummer, Stella Mosgawa.
0: Yes, my, I know my
1: number one my number one drummer, yeah, um and just the two of them, the combination is it's like kind of harkens back to things that I love post punky, you know, wire, kind of vibes, but it's also you know distinctly her um her personality I mean, my favorite music is music where you can feel like you know the person or you know their personality or you know you get a real sense of them music that's not perfect but that's kind of loaded with that personal vibe yeah i i really if mean, people always ask me like who are the best drummers it's like well the best drummers are in the best bands the best drummers make the best bands what they are um so i love her i you know i played like half a tour with courtney barnett and oh yeah kurt vile and both of them are are you know make great records she has a a new record that came out and i i'm loving that and that was also with stella my favorite living drummer so yeah i mean i listen to a lot of older music too i mean right now the kinks arthur's on my turntable which you just can't ever it's funny because having just made a record and like you know you're agonizing over the mastering and the mixing and the sounds and then you put on a record like arthur which just sounds pretty terrible mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but like, i couldn't love it more you know it's hard to like as a musician to sort of fully understand that that like even if it doesn't sound perfect or you know like lo- there's not enough low end or there's not enough high end like all these imperf- imperfections just make it even more or easier to embrace i think right uh, for you know for a lot of people and the songs and you know the personality of that record of the kinks like just comes through so in such spades like there's times you can't even hear the kick drum it's like what is the kick drum? what is the kick drum doing which when you try to cover their songs you're like I have no idea I, I'm right. like jamming like my earbud as far into my eardrum as it can possibly <laughs> go and it. I still can't hear the kick drum <laughs> Um, so that's a good lesson, I think. When you listen to older pre like nineties, when everything got pretty fancy, sure. Uh, it's it's I think it's good for us to just remember that, like, you know, it's the it's the songs, it's the music, it's the feeling that's like the most important.
0: I agree. Uh, coincidentally, that's probably the week before Christmas up until now, I've been listening to Village Green all over again. I don't know why. But I listen to great. it every day. It's so fun.
1: It is like a friend, you know? Like, it is. Since it's we can't crazy. do as much social interacting, it's like the kinks really will be your. They'll be your friends. Yeah.
0: Keep But The One of the longest uh, isolated driving experiences I ever had was driving from San Diego to Portland. And I thought I was going to do it in two days. And I just kept going. And it was in Julie Butterfield's car. <laughs> and she, there was one tape. It it. And it was Village was Green. Was it the Honda? Only listened to it. Yeah. The
1: Green Honda Accord, the green Stick Honda. Shift. Oh, that car. Green. Yeah.
0: I went through drive like, throughs I went through Subway. <laughs> I didn't get out of the car ex- <laughs> except to get gas. And, and I to, listened to only Village Green.
1: Hopefully to go to the bathroom.
0: Yes. Uh, I ruined the seats on that car.
1: Just you could pee-pee'd. pull a mic Watt and just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a water bottle. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, or my grandpa, uh, allegedly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Were they in a band together? <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> I think they had the same diet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thanks for your time. It's rad yeah. talking to you. Um, I want to ask you one more thing okay. before I let you go. What are you looking forward to in the next year?
1: Shows, playing shows, putting out music being in a band, being a musician again, uh, and I hope those things can happen. Feeling recovered somewhat and being back in the world.
0: Yeah, the world's better with you recovered and on the
1: drums. (laughs) Well, however that can happen, I mean, I just, I'm ready. I'm ready to to go.
0: All right, well, you have a new secret band, a new quasi record coming out.
1: Yes, and a new slang record Slang record, yeah. Yeah. Slang is my band with... Uh, my partner Drew Grow and Kathy from the Thermals plays bass and the shredder Anita um, Elliot plays guitar and mostly lead guitar and mm-hmm. sing. Everybody sings and we're putting a record out in just All a right. couple in just a couple months.
0: So March ish.
1: Uh, probably more like I would say May. We're waiting on the vinyl. Really is what's happening. Oh right. Yeah. But yeah, so that record will be coming out and hopefully we'll be. Doing some touring. We actually have a tour with the cribs, our mutual oh. mutual friends, the cribs yeah. at the end of this month. And hopefully it doesn't get canceled.
0: All right. US tour?
1: Well, it's like West Coast, East Coast. Cool. Yeah.
0: That's great. That'll be fun. Slaying so fun. in the Cribs. So Jeez. fun. Yeah. it will be really um, fun. So you need I a just tech,
1: driver. <laughs> yeah, all of it. <laughs> You work for free? I'm available, <laughs> hey, pr- probably. Yeah. Actually, I think it might cost you a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. it depends
0: on how much. But most likely, I'm up for it.
1: But yeah, super fun.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thanks again. It was nice talking to you. Good seeing you. Um, I hope to see you on on the concert circuit.
1: Yeah. Well, if we make it, a, we do have a Seattle show booked. So. All right. I'll we be there. Expect you to be there with your with your mask on. All right.
2: Okay. Bell's on. Thanks, All right. Joe. Talk to you later.
1: Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.